Good morning, Exchange Community Church. I'm so excited to be at the Ministry Center this morning and to be bringing the word to you this Sunday or whenever you may be watching this, morning, noon, evening, on a Monday run or um, Sunday morning in your home with your family. I've had this word burning in my heart in the last few months and it is just such an honor and privilege to partner with God in what he is doing within our uh, homes and our families and our church, in our church community. So I invite you this morning to grab your coffee, definitely get a journal or your uh, iNotes or iPad ready to begin uh, taking some notes and some scriptures that I'm going to give you. I believe that God wants to greatly encourage you this morning. You know, I was driving over here this morning and I just sent so strongly that the Lord is going to minister to people who are feeling weary, who are feeling downtrodden, who are feeling broken, who are feeling discouraged, who are feeling defeated, uh, who are suffering from addiction, who are suffering from sickness and disease. And I believe that this is a breakthrough morning. So I encourage you to open your hearts as we open the word together and just let the Spirit of God minister to us this morning. So let's pray together. Father, we just worship you. Father, I thank you for Exchange Community Church. I thank you for every family that is represented. I thank you for every child, for every teenager, God. Father, we thank you for our pastors, Mark and Ellie. Father, we thank you for their faithfulness. We thank you for their stability. We thank you, God, that you have kept them in 2020. We thank you for all that you have done. We thank you for what you're going to do in this year ahead, Father. I thank you for this word unshakable trust, God. Father, I pray that you would strengthen our hearts this morning, God, to trust you going into this year like we never have before. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, church, get ready. I'm going to throw a lot of scripture at you this morning. Not long passages of scripture, short passages that pack a punch. And so get ready, open your hearts, we're going to open the word together this morning. We're going to feast and meditate on his word. And I thank God for his word that says his word is alive, living, powerful. Okay, so the word of God is not dead. It's alive. It's for the instruction of everyday life. It's for the, the ministering of our souls. It reveals who God is. And so I'm just so grateful for the word. I read the word and the Psalms last year more than I ever have in my life. And it was, uh, it ministered to my soul. And so I just believe that the Holy Spirit is going to minister to us this morning. And so just get ready to receive. What the Lord has been speaking to me about in the last few months, especially, really all throughout last year, it was a word um, that was just inside of me, but what I really was feeling for the church, not just our church, but Big C Church, and all that was happening in the world in 2020, now it seems to be a bit of a continuation going into 2021, was that God is teaching us how to have unshakable trust in Him. You know, Scripture says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. We know this through Scripture. And so we're not to freak out. We're not to be, you know, what is happening in the word. In the world, Scripture tells us what's happening in the world. And Scripture tells us 
what is to come. By the way, if you see me looking around and not just at you at home, it's because some of our Exchange Community Church family, there's about four of us in here, socially distanced, um, that were in here prior to recording this message, just praying for you, praying for our church, and praying for this message to minister to you in your homes today. So if you hear a few amens, or uh, you just hear some, some people in the background, just wanted to let you know some of the people that we love from our church community are here in the ministry center this morning. And so today we're gonna talk about what it means to have unshakable trust in God as believers. Um, we can trust God. We know through his word that says through every trial and through every circumstance in life, especially in unprecedented, in unprecedented times. Our Christian faith essentially depends on our trust in the person of Jesus Christ and the character of who God says he is through his word. And so scripture affirms the total trustworthiness of God, especially his promises to his people, which are us. Scripture says that God can be trusted. He's trustworthy. This is who God is. And so today I want to speak to people who might be wavering. You know, I really felt like due to everything that went on last year, there's people who are wavering in their trust. Is God really who he said he is? Is God really going to do what he said he would do? Is, really, is God really a God who fulfills all of his promises. And I wanna show you this morning through the word of God that yes, yes, he is. He is a God who can be trusted. You know, I just wanna remind you today that God is still seated on the throne, as scripture says. He's seated. He's not standing up, freaking out in the heavens. He's seated on the throne, surrounded by angels, and uh, heavenly beings and saints who went before us, who are with him. And so God is still a God of justice and he's a God of righteousness and he is a God who's sovereign and he's a God who is totally in control. So although the world might be freaking out, we as Christians don't be freaking out right now. Trust in God. So how can we have this kind of unshakable trust. Well, let's start out with Psalms 125.1. Write it down, put it in your notes. Okay, those who trust in the Lord, listen, are as unshakable and as unmovable as Mount Zion. Okay, so do you wanna be unshakable when everything around you is shaking? Okay, trust in the Lord and you will be unshakable. You will be unmovable. Okay, let's talk about what is trust. Trust is to have total confidence. To trust someone or to trust in something is to have confidence. It is to have conviction, to have a personal conviction in that person or in that which we're putting our trust in. Uh, total trust is to have faith. Christians, we are people of faith. To have trust is to be dependent. That means I don't have all the answers, I don't know it all, but I know who does. I trust in the one who I can always depend on. And so let's define unshakable. Unshakable means not possible to weaken. Not possible, not possible to weaken, not able to be shaken. 
So to have unshakable trust means to have confidence, conviction, faith, hope, a dependency on God that no matter what you might be facing or what you have faced or what you're going to face, no matter what comes against you, your trust in God is what he can do for you and promised you and you will not weaken and you will not be shaken. You know, 2020 led many to have a crisis of belief. I know because I spoke to some of you. I prayed with some of you. Uh, I emailed some of you. We were text messaging. We were on social media messaging and people are going, what the heck is going on? And why is God allowing this? Or where is God in the midst of this? Some people were having a crisis of belief. And at some times in my life, I fully understand this. We all go through a crisis of belief. Why does God allow this? Many times it's in the trials and the tribulations and in the shaking, we learn how to trust in God. We learn how to depend on him. We learn we don't have all the answers. We learn we don't have all the resources. We learn we can't change this person. We learn we can't make this sickness go away on our own, right? It's in the trials and the tribulations and the struggles that we actually learn how to depend on him. And history with God proves that he was faithful before and he will be faithful again. Scripture says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Take it to the bank, like my dad would say. You can cash that check. God is faithful. God can be trusted. And so when we have that unshakable trust, we will not be shaken. We will not be shaken going into 2021. Someone needs to listen to me. I'm speaking into your heart and your soul right now. The Holy Spirit wants to minister to you and infuse faith into you that you will not be shaken this year, no matter what comes. King David was a great example of someone who went through many trials and through many tribulations, many times running for his life from King Saul, who he was just trying to serve, and his life was under attack. He was in a place of battle. And yet we read throughout the Psalms how David positioned his heart to trust God in the midst of all of these times of uncertainty. I believe David is a great example for us right now to model our lives after and get infused with this kind of faith through the word of God that we will not be unshaken no matter what comes this year. Psalm 16, 8, King David, a great example of one who trusted confidently in God. And King David said, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, as my sustainer and protector, I will not be shaken. Is that gorgeous? I love that. With God before me, with my eyes always on the Lord, I will not be shaken. Do you know what happens when we take our eyes off God and our eyes are on, I wish I had my phone right now. We have our eyes on our phone. We have our eyes on the news. We have our eyes on social media. We have our eyes on everything else, people's opinions, what's going on all around us. And we've taken our eyes off God. We've taken our eyes. Now we can't see, we're seeing everything else. Instead of seeing 
the one who is sovereign and who's in control. So I want to be like David, where he says, I keep my eyes on the Lord and he is at my right hand and I will not be shaken. The Amplified says, I saw the Lord constantly before me, constantly before me. That in the midst of, I'm doing life, I'm taking care of my kids, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm doing, you know, ministry things, I'm volunteering at the church, and I'm doing volunteering in other nonprofits, and we're going on about life, right? But the Lord is constantly before me. We have personal struggles, we have, you know, some of us have financial struggles, we have physical struggles, but keep God constantly before you, and even in the midst of it, you will not be shaken. So don't be distracted. Some of you need to turn off social media, the news, be informed, but don't be overwhelmed by any of it, okay? Um, I want to remind you today that through God's word and his spirit that is present with you, God is trustworthy. Someone needs to be reminded today that just as God was with Joshua in uh, Joshua verse chapter 1, verse 5, he told Joshua, I will be with you just as I was with Moses. I felt like the Lord telling me to tell you today, God saying, I will be with you. I will be with you when you go, wherever you go. When you're going to work, I will be with you. When you go into school, if the school is open, dear God, I will be with you. Wherever you go and whatever you do, take God with you. He's saying, I'll go with you. Bring me with you. And he says, the he Hebrews chapter 13, 5 says, I will be with you. I will never under any circumstance desert you, nor give up, nor leave you without support. Somebody needs to hear that. You're not alone. God's not going to leave you alone. Nor will I leave you helpless, nor will I forsake you, nor will I let you down. I will not relax my hold on you, says God. Somebody needs to hear that. God is with you. I want to talk about three reasons for trusting God. Number one, trusting God's salvation. Okay, I'm talking to you Christians. I'm talking to you believers. Isaiah said in chapter 12, verse 2, Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord Jesus the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. This is a big deal as Christians, as believers. Is God your salvation? If God is your salvation, put your trust in him and you will not be afraid. Amen. Psalm 62, 2 says, truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. Listen, some of you need to preach the word of God to yourself in the morning. Psalm 62, 2, say it. Say it now. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress and I will never be shaken. So if Jesus Christ is Lord over your life and we call him Savior, then this is the kind of, of, of position we need to be standing in in this season. I have the Spirit of God living on the inside of me. You have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. You will not be shaken. Amen. Okay, number two, trust in God's power and his strength. Is God not still sovereign? Is he not still sitting on the throne? Okay, yes, he is. And so trust in his power and trust in his strength. His strength is unfailing. 
I don't know what you're going through right now where you think that God has removed his hand from you, but I'm telling you, he has not. He is strengthening you and he's teaching you how to trust in him. King David said in Psalms 18 verses one through two, he said, I love you, Lord, my strength. See, David knew where his strength comes from. He knew it wasn't in the sword. He knew it wasn't in the horse. He knew it wasn't in his army that was around him. He said, my strength is in you, God. It's not in my finances. It's not in my spouse. It's not in my job. My strength is in you, God. And when our strength is in God, we will not be shaken. So we need to learn from David. He said, the Lord is my rock. He is my fortress. He is my shelter. He is my deliverer. He is my protector. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. Somebody listening to me right now needs to take refuge in God. I don't know where you've been taking refuge, but if you are shaken during this time, you need to take refuge in God. You need to run and hide in Him. That means in the secret place, the scripture would describe, where you shut everything out and you run to God and you get before God. And so he says, he's my refuge where I come under his protection. He is my shield and he's the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, which is a fortress. Psalms 9 verses 9 and 10 says, the Lord is a refuge. Again, he's a stronghold when in times of trouble. He's a stronghold for you in times of trouble. Those who, knew, those who know your name, what? Trust in you. If we know the name of Jesus, then we know that we can trust in that name, the name that is above every name. Psalms 9 continues, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. I love that. Scripture is full of promises. You will never forsake those who seek you. Scripture also says, draw close to God and he's going to draw close to you. These are promises for us. Number three, trusting God's unfailing love. Oh, how God loves us. Oh, how God loves you. If you don't believe that God loves you, you will have a hard time trusting that God is for you. I am speaking to you today. God loves you. Scripture says he loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you and he will never forsake you. Listen to me. Psalms 33, 18 says, the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those who hope in his unfailing love. God's love is unfailing. It never fails, ever. You may fail. Listen, people will fail you. And we've all experienced that. My spouse will fail me, my kids will fail me, my best friend will fail me, everybody will fail us, okay? We live in an imperfect world. And if our trust is in people, we will be disappointed. But scripture says hope in the Lord will never disappoint and he can be trusted. So trust God, trust that he loves you, believe that he's for you. I wanna give you three hindrances to trusting God, okay? Now it's getting good, okay? I'm giving you keys, three hindrances to trusting God. What might be hindering you today from trusting God? Fear, doubt, and sin. Yes, we're going there. Don't turn off, listen, stay. Fear, 
okay? Fear is running rampant right now. The enemy is taking advantage of this crisis, this pandemic, and fear is running rampant. Fear, as scripture describes, is torment. Fear will torment you. Fear, fear will torment your soul. It will cripple you, and it will keep you from moving forward into the things that God has called you to do. And so fear distresses humanity, and we're seeing this all around us. So I want to speak to you today. If you are experiencing fear, if you are being overcome by fear, I'm believing God is going to break fear off people's lives, out of your home, and out of your hearts and your minds today. So let's listen to see what God says about fear. And this is by no means exhausted. This is going to be quick. Okay, first of all, we know, and Pastor Mark has preached a whole message on this, his love casts out all fear. We know that through scripture, his perfect love. So just very simply, receive more of God's love and fear must leave. That's the way it works. And if you think, okay, it's not that easy, Stephanie, I'm being tormented by fear, I get it. But I'm trying to teach you how to trust in God, even though you might be afraid. Again, Let's go to King David, okay? And again, always a battle, people coming after him, trying to take his life. And what does David say? David says here, Psalms 34, 4, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. Okay, so there is deliverance from some fear. No, all of my fears, David said. How? How did David get delivered from here? He said, I prayed to the Lord. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me and delivered me. Okay, so some of you, instead of just being tormented and allowing the enemy to torment your mind and your heart, you need to pray to the Lord. He will answer you and he will deliver you. Psalms 27, one says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Do we understand that when we get with God, we get this kind of faith where David can say, uh, whom shall I fear? Yeah, sure. I've got, you know, giants after me and there's a battle surrounding me, but the Lord is my light. He's my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I want this kind of faith. I want this kind of unshakable trust. Psalms 56.3, David said, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. That's this whole message. When I'm afraid, not we all will experience fear. I mean, this is a reality, right? We live in an unbroken world. So it's not that you won't ever experience fear, but scripture tells us when I am afraid, do what? I put my trust in you. That's what he's saying. David said he doesn't, he never fears. He's saying, but when I do, and when I am afraid, I put my trust in God. You must determine I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not gonna let COVID dictate to me how I'm feeling and overcome my faith in God. I know that God is above COVID. God is above sickness. God is above disease. Amen. He is the name that is above every name. So I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to live in torment. I'm not gonna fear the future. I'm going to trust God. Okay, number two, doubt. James 1, 6 through 7 tells us, okay, we're talking about hindrances to trusting God. Doubt is a hindrance. When we begin doubting, what does scripture talk about when it describes the one who doubts? 
James 1, 6 and 7 tells us the person who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Get a picture of that. The person who doubts is like a wave of the sea being tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord when he asks and yet doubts in his heart because that person, scripture describes as double-minded and unstable in all his ways. We don't want to be unstable and uh, double-minded Christians, okay? We want to be stable, single-minded, focused on Christ, who's always before us Christians, okay? We don't want to live in doubt. We don't want to be unstable. We don't want to be like that wind that is crashing with the, the wind and the waves, okay? We want to be stable Christians, okay? Not, did God say it? Did he not say it? I don't know. Was that God's promise or was that not God's promise? Okay, we don't want to live like that. We want to live in a place where we trust God. Yes, God is who he says he is. He's going to do what he said he's going to do, and he can be trusted. Number three, we don't like talking about it, but sin is a hindrance to trusting God. We know that scripture says that sin separates us from God. We know this, okay? God is a holy God. He's a righteous God. He's a good God, and he's a merciful God, and he's a kind God, but he is a holy God, okay? And we, Scripture says, that all fall short of his perfect glory, okay? We are not God. <laughs> we are his creation. We all fall short of his glory. But listen, uh, when we as Christians are living in repetitive known sin, and we're not allowing God to deal with those areas of our life, Yes, eventually the sin will separate us from God, not because God wants separation from us, but because we have separated ourselves from God because of this sin and because the condemnation of the enemy, it will separate us from God. But God says that if we repent, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin. So some of you today need to repent. You need to spend some time with God. You need to ask God for the forgiveness of sin. You need to ask God to deliver you from whatever it is that the enemy has a hold over you, and God will deliver you. Listen to me. He is faithful and just to forgive you. The scripture says that he will separate your sins from you far as from the east is from the west, okay? And he will remember them no more. But if we do not repent of those things that we know God wants removed from our life, we will allow sin to separate us from God, and eventually we will no longer trust God. God. So let's repent, let's receive forgiveness, and let's move on with God. Okay, moving on. I want to talk about three spiritual disciplines for keeping unshakable trust in God. These disciplines will break the power of what we just talked about, fear, doubt, and sin. Okay, so three spiritual disciplines. This is really deep, okay? No, it's not. It's very basic. It's prayer, it's worship, and reading the word of God, okay? Let's get back to the basics. Let's get back to those basic spiritual disciplines, which are going to give us the victory that we need to live this life in this season with unshakable trust, okay? And also scripture describes prayer, worship, and reading the word of God as spiritual weapons, 
that wage warfare against the enemy when he's trying to come against us in this life, okay? So these are spiritual weapons and these are spiritual disciplines. God was teaching us last year when he shut down the planet <laughs> that we were going to learn how to depend on him and we were gonna learn how to trust in him like never before. You might've experienced that last year. I don't think anyone was immune from experiencing what God was doing on the planet last year and also what the enemy was trying to do. But guess what? Many also turned to God last year. Many people, yes, many were disillusioned and turned away and walked away from God, but many came and turned to God and found refuge with him. And so prayer, worship, and the word must be priorities in our lives during the season, or we will be susceptible to the plan of the enemy to take us out and separate us. Scripture describes it as still kill and destroy our personal destinies and God's purpose for us. So quickly, prayer. Psalm 62, 8, King David exhorts people. He was exhorting the children of Israel. He was exhorting the people as I'm exhorting you today. And King David said, trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him. Pour out your hearts to him in prayer. Do you know that God knows exactly what you're going through right now? God sees everything. He knows everything. He knows the discouragement. He knows the despair. He knows the hopelessness. He sees the sickness. He sees everything going on. He sees every need you have. Scripture says before you even ask, he already knows but King David exhorts us, pour out your heart to him. So I'm telling you, God is a refuge for you. In prayer, daily, pour out your heart to him. This will strengthen you. Worship. We worship him because why? Because he's worthy. <laughs> is he not worthy to be praised? Amen. Yes, he is. I'm telling you, last year, you know how I kept my sanity with four children home and not being able to go to school? Worship. We had worship on in the house. I'm worshiping before they're awaking in the morning. I'm worshiping God, the creator of heaven and earth. And my soul is being filled with the presence of God, the word of God. I'm being strengthened. I'm feeling secure. I'm feeling confident. I know who I depend on today. So some of you need to worship. You need to turn off the news, you need to shut off social media, and you need to turn off all the noise that is distracting you from seeing Jesus. And you need to worship. Some of you need to fall prostrate on your face yeah. and worship. I'm telling you, right now, this is a time for worship. Worship is a weapon of warfare. Worship brings breakthrough. I am telling you by personal experience. These are not just things, I'm not just telling you this because this is in the word of God. I'm telling you this because in 25 years of serving God, I have practiced what I'm preaching this morning and you can ask any member of my family who I live with and those who are closest to me. These are daily principles. This is my daily bread. And if it wasn't for getting on my face in 2020 and worshiping God, and allowing his presence to come upon me, there would have been a lot of disillusionment, there would have been more despair, there would have been confusion, and all the things that the enemy planned to destroy us. So I'm telling you right now, you need to worship. 
you need to open your mouth and not just let the music on, but you need to open your mouth and praise him. And I'm telling you, why? Because he's worthy. <laughs> because he's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our praise. He is Jesus, Yeshua, Lord, our Savior. He died for you. He gave his life for you. He bled for you. He is worthy to be worshiped. He's the creator of heaven and earth. He is our healer. He is our provider. He is our redeemer. He is our refuge. He is our safe place. He is alive. Yes. He's alive today. He is not dead. He's alive. And so we worship because he's worthy. God doesn't need our worship because he's God. We need to worship so that we get a revelation that he's God. So worship. Psalms 9 says, May everyone who knows your mercy keep putting their trust in you, for they can count on you for help no matter what. Oh, Lord, you will never, no, never neglect those who come to you. King David said, Listen, everyone, sing your praises to the God who lives and rules. Tell the world all about the miracles he has done. Tell the world about all the miracles he has done. Sing praises to God. Worship. Psalms 43 says, He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many, listen, this is prophetic, many will see and fear and put their trust in God. What? What? When I worship, many will see and fear and put their trust in God. Our worship opens up people's hearts to see God and to put their trust in him. And not just that, but to fear him with an awe-inspired reverence. So listen, our worship is not just for us. Our worship reveals who he is to a world that is in desperate, desperate need of him. This is why we worship. The word of God, Psalms 119.89 says, Your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. His word, this word, is eternal. This wasn't written a thousand years ago. This wasn't written a hundred years ago. This word is eternal, and it stands firm in the heavens. Even though everything that can be shaken will be shaken in the earth, his word will stand and remain forever so his word can be trusted. If you don't know his word, you won't know the ways of God. You want to know God? Know his word. So read his word. Meditate on his word quickly. And as we close, I want to talk about the benefits of trusting God. You know that there's benefits with God. There's ben God comes with benefits, okay? So uh, loving God, trusting God, serving God comes with benefits. I'm seeing the fruit of 25 years of loving God and trusting God, not always being faithful, but he is faithful always. And I've seen the faithfulness and the goodness of God. And what I'm saying to you is that trusting God has benefits. And so I'm going to quickly tell you what are the benefits of trusting God? What is the fruit that comes from this unshakable trust in him that I'm talking to you about today? One of the benefits is peace. Peace. Peace comes from trusting in God. Isaiah 26.3 says, You keep him in perfect peace 
whose mind is stayed on you, whose minds are steadfast. Why? Because they trust in you. So you want peace? Keep your mind on God. Keep your mind on Christ. And scripture says, you will have perfect peace. Actually put that on my Christmas card this year. Not, this, not about the birth of Christ or anything like that, but that ministered to me so much, much last year with all the chaos going on, on around. I said, God, I need your peace. And not just peace. You said your, your peace is perfect. You are the Prince of Peace. Okay, so you want peace? Perfect peace comes to those whose minds are steadfast, not doubting, not unstable, because they trust in you. So trust brings peace. Trust brings security. Psalms 37.3, trust in the Lord and do good. Okay, so faith with actions, trust in the Lord and do good. And then what? You will live and dwell safely in the land and prosper. Security comes from trusting in God. Joy comes from trusting in God. Blessing and God's favor comes with trusting in God. The Lord spoke to me the first week of this year and said, this is going to be the year of my favor. And I kind of chuckled now a week or so later and watching everything going on in the world. And I love when God gives us words like that because in the natural, you're going, is it really the year of the Lord's favor? I wonder. And the Lord, but his word says in Isaiah, it is the year of the Lord's favor. Isaiah 61. Okay, so it is the year of the Lord's favor and a benefit of trusting God for those who put their trust and their hope in him will have, listen, I'm, I'm prophesying to you this morning. You will have the Lord's blessing and you will have the Lord's favor on your life in 2021 if you will trust in the Lord. Amen. You will have blessing and favor. Jeremiah 17, seven through nine, I encourage you to read it. Here's the first part of that scripture. It says, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord whose confidence is in him. So blessing comes. Blessing, God's favor, God's grace will be upon you. Psalms 91, his protection will be upon you. We've talked about this. God is our refuge. He's our stronghold. He's our strong tower. He is our protector. So protection comes from trusting God. Freedom from fear, we talked about that. So freedom from fear's torment when we trust God. Listen, physical and emotional strength come to us from trusting in God. Isaiah 30, 15 says, in quietness and confident trust is our strength. You wanna know how to be strong in 2021? Trust God. 1 Samuel 30 teaches us that David, scripture says, was greatly distressed, but he strengthened and encouraged himself in the Lord, okay? Some of us need to learn going into this year how we're gonna get physically and emotionally strong is by learning how to strengthen ourselves in the Lord, just as David did. And that was not in a time of peace. That was in a time of war, okay? So learn, not in the great times, but in the hard times, how to strengthen yourself in the Lord. And when you trust in him, you will find physical and you will find emotional strength. These are times when we need to get our strength and encouragement 
from the Lord. Yes, we need to call our friends. Yes, we need to call our community group leaders. Yes, we need to be in community. We need to be with other believers. It's very important and we get strengthened by that community 100%, but it is no substitute for being in the presence of God, for being in prayer, for being in worship, for being in the word of God ourselves and getting before God and getting strengthened. We are living in unprecedented times. I think we can all agree on that. I'm only 43 this year, my birthday, January 22nd. Happy birthday to me. I'm not shy about it. <laughs> one more year, one glorious year where God put us on this planet, where we get to serve him, we get to trust in him, and we get to believe that the best is yet ahead for us. And, you know, in 43 years, I've never seen what I'm seeing right now. Couldn't have known it was coming when it came. But we will not be shaken. And Christians, believers, listen. This is not a time to be shaken. This is not a time to be doubting. This is not a time to be playing around with sin. This is a time to put our trust in the Lord. And what will always remain is God and his word and his will for his people. Even in these difficult times, I'm here to tell you today, God can be trusted and he is faithful. He is a good and faithful father. He is a faithful friend as scripture describes. So don't focus on the shaking that's going on all around us right now, but keep your eyes on Jesus as scripture describes and says he is the author and he's the finisher. He's the perfecter of our faith. He's perfecting our faith right now through all that we are going through. He's perfecting our faith. He's teaching us how to trust in him. He's teaching us how to strengthen, to, how to be strengthened in him. We're gonna close with this. We will say, like David, I believe, for those who put their trust in God, listen, by the end of this year, for those who trust in God in 2021, who put their hope and trust in him, Psalms 27 says, King David said, listen, some trust in chariots, and some trust in horses. I, I said this, I think, before. Some trust in their bank account. Some trust in their job, their resources, maybe a family member. We could put our trust in a lot of different things that will at some point leave us disappointed or may be unstable and will shake during difficult times. But I want to be like David that where he says in Psalms 20, verse 7, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but as for me, I will trust in the Lord. Church, it's a time to put our trust in the Lord and in our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so I want to minister to somebody right now who maybe says, Stephanie, I don't know God like this. <laughs> I, I don't know God in this intimate way that you're talking about. And so I want to speak to you today and tell you that Jesus came, he died, he bled for the salvation of your soul. And scripture tells us in Romans 14, 12, that one day we will all give an account for our life and we'll all come face to face before him and we'll give an account to him. And so for those who have put their trust in him, for those who have said, Jesus, I want you to be Lord over my life, we can go before him and know that he's gonna say, well done, good and faithful servant. But for those who do not know him, he will say, depart from me. I never knew you. And I don't want that to be you. God is inviting you right now today. He's inviting you into uh, his family. He's inviting you to come and to receive him as Lord. And so if that's you and you say, I want to know God in this intimate way, I want to know 
Jesus in an intimate way like you are talking about. I want to know the God of the Bible who is alive and living. I want you right now in your home or wherever you are, if you're driving to stop and pull over, and I want you to receive Jesus as Lord, and you will never regret it. 25 years ago at 17 years old, I said, Jesus, I want you to take control over my life. I don't want to live my life as my own anymore. And I have never, ever regretted that decision, and you won't either. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now, if that's you. Father, I just thank you for whoever might be listening, God, to this message, Lord. Father, I, I know, God, that you could transcend through this camera, God, and right into people's homes because you're everywhere, Lord. And Father, you see every person who's listening right now. And Father, I ask that you would minister as only your spirit can minister to people in their homes right now or wherever they are, wherever they find themselves. And I pray that someone would surrender right now, Lord, that they would surrender their life, that they would give up control of their life, God, that they would invite you in. And if that's you right now, I just want you to say, Jesus, I invite you. I invite you to take control over my life. I confess you as Lord of my life. I thank you for the forgiveness of sins, God. I repent for the sins, God, the, the offenses against you. And God, I, I receive your forgiveness today. I receive your salvation today. And God, I want you to take control over my life this year. I receive your spirit today. Father, I, I, I believe that you are alive and I believe that your spirit is living and I believe your word. And if that's you, I just celebrate with you right now. We, we want to hear from you. I want you to connect with us. You can email exchange, hello at exchangechurch.com. And I believe that's it. Or put it in the chat, email the church. You can go to our website. You can go to the YouTube and connect with the, the family of God. Connect with the body of Christ. Connect with Christians this year. It will strengthen you. It'll strengthen your life. And for the church, I just want to uh, close in prayer together and just believe God's going to strengthen you and he's going to minister to you. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for Exchange Community Church. Father, I pray for every person who is at home who is sick in their physical body. I just pray, I believe for you to lay your hands wherever you are sick right now. And Father, we believe for healing. We thank you for the corporate blessing upon this church. God, you said by your stripes we are healed. Father, I thank you for the, the provision of healing into people's lives today. If anyone's sick due to COVID or the flu or, or cancer or any other sickness or disease, we declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and he is our healer. He is Jehovah Rapha who heals. And so, Father, we thank you for your healing today. I pray, Father, that you would break fear off people's lives that you would break addiction. Father, we receive your mercy and your grace today. We thank you for the work that you've started within us, that you will be faithful to complete. We worship you. We confess you as Lord. We put our trust in you. We thank you that you're strengthening us, God, and you're encouraging us today. We're gonna walk in victory in 2021. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I love you, church, and believe me, I can't wait to see you face to face. Bless you.